0: To The Grace Cafe with Dwayne Lynch. Real talk in real times. Real situations with real people. Keeping the perspective on God's grace.
1: So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to be.
0: this week's Grace Perspective. That's right. What are you doing to add something that's just positive? I think we get scared sometimes because we fit into this very formulaic pattern of what it means to be successful. Our sense of identity is tied to things that we possess and things that we own, and our sense of fulfillment is based off of things that come from outside of us rather than inside of us. Nobody's telling us that we need to be honest, we need to be compassionate, we need to be merciful, we need to be just, we need to be loving, we need to be generous. But they're telling us that our sense of worth is based off of what it is that we drive and how big of that thing it must be. So you'll learn how to be a doctor, you'll learn how to be a loyal, you'll learn how to be an engineer, you'll learn how to be an artist, an activist, an academic. But as you're learning how to be a worker, most of us aren't really learning how to be thinkers. We're not engaged in spaces where we're understanding why do we love what we love, or why do we hate what we hate, or why do we desire the things that we desire. And your story is not your story when you force yourself to become someone else's story. You are where you're coming from, and you are where it is that you're going to. The only person you need to compare yourself today to is the person you were yesterday. If you want to have a competition with anybody, then make it between those two people. You'll find yourself in a space where the person you are today is no longer afraid to meet the person that you can become tomorrow.
2: What's up, family? Welcome back to the Grace Cafe, where we talk about real stuff in real times, real situations with real people, but from the perspective of God's grace. It is great to be back. We are recording our 16th episode, praise God. And, um, you know, over the past few weeks, I've been doing my best to, uh, like, uh, perfect the sound and, you know everything, the topics, and the show is in general, but um, today, I want to talk about a topic right, that I really think is imperative, It's important, I think um, that people will be able to identify with this in a sense that, you know, I've been, you know, in church for quite some time, you know, there was a time that I wanted nothing to do with church. But since I've been in church, I've been wa- You know, I watch things around me. I'm always, I've always been a person that watched things around me. And so, for over, I want I wanna, I've been saved for quite some time. But it was like seven years ago that I came into a situation where, as though what i was seeing in the church was not coinciding with what i was reading in the word or what i thought was supposed to be going on and so you know um i i asked god about you know about how to do this thing right or how to do this thing according to the way that he set it up to do and you know, so I want to say that I I, I'm, I would like to say that I've taken my salvation serious for maybe I want to say the past seven years or something like that. And so based on that, I've, you know, I've come to a, you know, I think I've turned a corner in reference to, you know, me being saved or me making it to that next level because, um, you know, I've watched people leave church and not really know what they're leaving. But then at the same time, I've watched people uh, stay in church and not really know what they're staying in staying in or being a part of and so they go years and years and years not really knowing what's what's going on and that's not you know i don't think that's i think that's a bad thing you know and based on that today i want to talk about the inside man now um i'm going to use i mean everybody that knows me know i'm a movie buff And what I'm going to use today as an analogy, I'm going to use a movie, you know, from one of our, you know, is one of our best actors that's in the game today. And not only is he a Christian, he is also one of the most respected role models um, we have in our culture today. And the roles that he plays, he carefully selects them. And he also plays those roles, you know, like superbly. And I'm gonna use one of his movies today as a reference. And that actor is Denzel Washington. And the movie that I'm talking about is The Inside Man, and which is the topic of today's podcast. You know, so um, to get this thing started, The plot of the movie is that this is a bank robbery right and it's a carefully orchestrated bank robbery it has hostages it has you know i mean he has a serious plan going on and so the as the movie the movie goes on as if this and as if it's truly a robbery going on but at the end of the movie you find out that the inside man is actually doing something uh good right he's doing something good and he's trying trying to right a wrong from the past so from the outside it looks like um he's robbing a bank he's doing something bad you know um but you know when the cops make it in to the uh when they make it in What happens is, is that, you know, it looks like that he killed hostages, but he hasn't. It looks like he's robbed the bank, but he hasn't. And so, you know, this vault and place look like it had never been robbed. And so, you know, over the years, I've been trying to figure out how to live this life the way God wants us to. It wasn't until recently that you know i realized the that the answer i was looking for was like right in right in front of me or matter of fact it wasn't just in front of me it was right on the inside of me you know and and what i uh you know what i what i began to understand was that we spend so much time in our lives living from the outside in. And as I was thinking about this, I, I thought, what I thought about was, um, there was a time when I was going through my little thing and I was going in and out of treatment. And uh, I happened to be in treatment one time. I'll never forget this because it, it was a, it was, it was a wake up call for me. And we were, we were sitting in, in a group as a matter of fact, it was two houses it was the the women and the men in the in the um treatment center I was in and they were in a in a in a collective group and you know I forgot what the topic was but um I spoke on the topic and after I sat down, a girl got up and she said, "You know what you are." She said, "You are a dressed up garbage can, right and that that man shook me, and the reason why it shook me was because I was the kind of drug addict that I always had a job, I always dressed nice, I always you know you know was driving, so you know, in my eyes, I, f- I felt like, in my eyes, I had what they what they call a grandiose attitude, right? Whereas though, I thought that because I wasn't dirty or in the street or, you know, this and that, that I wasn't a dope thing. But the reality was, is that even though I looked like I was okay from the outside, I was not okay. You know, I was, I had something going on on the inside and that wasn't right. And I wasn't dealing with that. I felt like that because, you know, I felt like I wasn't that bad. And so we have this same mentality in church these days, meaning we kill ourselves cleaning up the outside with stuff like, you know, money and, clothes and cars and makeup and we deceive ourselves and we try to deceive people into thinking that we're okay because we have stuff and we what happens is is that we completely lose sight of what we should be living that what we what we should be living from and what we should be living from is from the inside out. Now, with that being said, what I want to say now is this. The word in is a very small word. It's two two letters. But let me define the word in for you. And the word in is defined as it's expressing the situation of something that is or appears to be Enclosed, you know, enclosed or surrounded by something else, you know. Now, as Christians, we learn that at the initial born-again experience, here's what happens. At the initial born-again experience, what happens is God's spirit is placed on the inside of us, right? And... What, what people don't understand is that once God's spirit is placed on the inside of us at that born again experience, it's sealed and it's sealed f- till the day of judgment. And he, he, here's a scripture that'll let you know. And, and, and the scripture says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby we are sealed Until the day of redemption. And that is Ephesians 4 and 30. But Ephesians 1 and 13 says. In whom ye also trusted. After that ye heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. In whom also. After that ye believed. Ye were sealed. With the Holy Spirit of promise. Which means that God's spirit. Was placed on the inside of us. This is what this means. It was placed on the inside of us and, you know, and it was sealed for, sealed and the bag, which means, it's sealed, which means that the bad can get out, but the good can flow out. But the flow that, you know, it, it, it can only flow out With a key and that's what people don't understand and they you know run out of the church before they even get to this part or people run them out of the church before they get to this part of the outflowing but something great something awesome has been placed on the inside of us and our life going forward Guess what we have to do? What we have to do going forward is this. We have to renew our minds. And as we renew our minds, what we plant in our hearts coincides with the spirit that's already been placed inside of us. And so it it, it mingles. With the spirit that's placed on it, or, or it triggers. It. Let's 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 use the word trigger. It triggers an effect, and in that effect, that effect causes the goodness that's been placed in you to flow outwardly. You dig one, Matt? And so. Um, go with me to John 7:38 and John 7:38 says this He who believes in me as the scripture has said from within him will flow rivers of living water now um I think what we have to understand is this is A promise to every believer Every believer That What What he has placed in you Can flow out of you Like living water Now before Jesus left here This is what he promised He promised us that he would send us A helper To help us And to be in us You know which means that After we were born again, the spirit that was placed in us helps us to live. It helps us to live a different life, right? And so um, in helping us to live a different life, we then live from the inside out by living from what is put on the inside of us, by living by his spirit, right? But honestly speaking... Me, even me saying this is somebody that's thinking, well, Brother Dwayne, how does that actually work? And I'm glad you asked that question because I'm about to tell you how that actually works. Okay. Now, um, here's the thing, you know, it works, it works by the word and what does that mean? This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, the holy spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken you to you are spirit and they are life. And that's John 663. Now when we initially receive the spirit, you know when we initially received Christ's spirit, it was placed on the inside of us. But we must do something after that. That's that's what we gotta understand. There's something that we need to do after that spirit has been placed in us. And that's why I'm doing this podcast today because I'm 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 kind of you know I, I was kind of tired of seeing people you know playing this game like they were like they they were spiritual and all this kind of stuff but me i already knew that I, I knew i already knew that i was no more spiritual than the next guy and so there's no way for me to you know like like I, you know, put my, fix it, to even fix it in my mind to think that somebody is, that because of my period or because of the time that I've been in the kingdom or in church that I am better than the next man or the man that's not even in the kingdom. I I still, to this day, don't feel that way because I feel like that, I feel like I'm always, I'm always trying to be a better person. But what I do know is that Dwayne is not the same Dwayne he was last year. He wasn't the same man that he was two years ago or three years ago or seven years ago or even 10 years ago. He's not the same man. It doesn't matter what people think. But I know Because of the the decision that I made, that I'm not the same man that I was years ago. And guess what? I'm not even the same man I was yesterday. Because yesterday I sat in church and I learned something that I did not know. Which makes me a better person today. But it only makes me a better person today if I act on what I learned right so you know and, and in studying you know everything okay ironically speaking ironically it is ironic that over the past few months we've been in church and and pastor has been talking about knowing God right and the thing about that is God brought to my attention my relationship with Him when I first, when I last went in and when I came out from the last time I went in. And my relationship had changed in that time. And it had changed because I had gotten away. From what got God and I close in the first place. I had gotten away from it. I had gotten away from prayer. I I had gotten away from uh, studying the word. I had gotten away from all these things. And here's what happened. I had gotten into a church mode. And I did not think that I had to do these things anymore. The longer I was in, but then what happened was, uh on a, 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 a few years in, going to church and, you know, I'm on a ministry team and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm, you know, but something clicked in my mind that made me pump my brakes and to ask God, what is it? Something's not right here. So what is it? And so that's that's when I when I prayed that prayer, that's when I ran into the message of grace. That's when I ran into the message of the finished works of Jesus Christ. That's when I ran into the true nature of God because I didn't know it. I did not know it. So And studying what we've been learning, God led me to look at my life today as opposed to years ago. And there was a difference. So go with me to Romans 1, 12, 1 and 2. And Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. But here's the catch, and here's the key. And it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This was my prayer to him, even though I didn't word it this way. I I wanted to know his good and his, his, his acceptable and his perfect will. That's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know. I was being taught one thing, but in my heart, something just wasn't right. And so I asked that question. I asked the question, and He gave me an answer. God let me know that He let me know that I had to continually. This is an ongoing process, and this is something that you know you can you you can you know i i've i've I listened to people conversate about church about people uh about pastors and my thing about that is depending on who the pastor is it's one or two things going on if you are, you know, evil people are jealous because people have taken the keys to the kingdom and they've made them a part of them and they are living by them and they are prospering by them or they are being healed by them or they are, you know, they're being delivered and people can't figure that out. So when they can't figure that out, then they think that it doesn't work. And I was in that, I think I was in that space at one time. I was wondering why this wasn't working, why that wasn't working. When I already knew that the initial uh situation, let me know that God was real. I knew he was. He had spoken to me. He had blessed me. He had done all of this stuff. And then somewhere down the line, I got away from it. And then things started going haywire. And I just thank him today for leading me back to where I needed to be. Uh, Colossians 1.27 says this, To whom God was pleased to make known what is the riches of the glory of His this mystery among the Gentiles. We are the Gentiles. And so people keep talking about the, you know, grace and the law. The thing about grace is this. We got this and we didn't even have to go through what the Jews went through. Because the law was never given to us in the first place. That's the first thing. You know, and so based on that, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He wasn't placing his spirit in everybody back in the Old Testament. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't doing it. He did it for certain people. But for us, he's placing it on every, in everyone who believes. And what is and and second Corinthians 616 says this, and what and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of God. And God hath said, I will dwell in them. There's that word again, that small word, I will dwell in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Which means that there's a level that we can get to that we win or everything works. That's the thing. Everything works. And we think that because the uh, because the enemy throws a monkey wrench in the program, we feel like that, we feel like you know, these things don't work. You know, because we do not have a full understanding of what it is that we're supposed to be doing. You know, first, John 1 and 4 says this, in him was life. In him, in Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of men. In him, but it says in him. But the thing about that, we don't get in him. We get of him. And if you don't understand what I'm saying when I say that, we get of him, meaning we get of him, and then when we get what we need, then we put him on a shelf like a kid with a toy, and that's totally wrong. Because when things go sideways, and trust me, I'm, I'm, I'm learning all this every day, I'm learning this stuff every day, that when stuff goes sideways... It's your relationship with God and your connection to his spirit and to his word that will get you through. You have no idea what I've been through or gone through. But the thing is, is that a lot of times I put myself through it. Yeah, I put myself through it. Galatians 5, this I say that, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What does that mean? Walking in the spirit, what does that mean? What does that even mean? You want to know what it means? It means walking in the word. Walking in the word. I used to try to figure out why I was doing this or why I was doing this. Or why I was doing this. I was doing those things for this reason right here. Because when I was doing these things, I knew they were wrong. But I didn't, because I didn't want to stop, I didn't go to the Word and find out what the Word said about what I was doing. I didn't go to it. But that's how we keep in line. That's how we keep a straight line. And, And, you know, what we do is... When we're doing something that we know, we know in our heart, that we know in our heart and in our mind that we ain't supposed to be doing it. And so we separate ourselves thinking that because we're doing this thing that God is mad is mad at us. As Christians, this should be a foundational uh, scripture that I'm getting ready to read to you because it keeps us. In line, and it keeps us in line because it lets us know that God ain't mad at us. Romans eight one and two says, this, "There is therefore now, there is therefore now, no condemnation to them who are in." There's that word in, enclosed, wrapped in, in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Walk after the spirit. He said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. So I walk after his word. His word says that his word are a lamp. They're a lamp to my feet. Which means they help me. They guide my, my path. They guide my way. Second Corinthians 4.16 says, for which cause we faint not. You can't faint if you're if you're in the word, and I, I get so I get so full um, because when I'm going the wrong way or when something is, I I, I, I promise you, not even I want to say it was two or three weeks ago. I was going through something and I had no idea why had no idea why I couldn't read I was trying to read and I was you know I was reading I was reading stuff that I was supposed to be reading but something was you know something was fight, fighting me and you know what happened and I, and I and I asked the question god what is wrong with me what's wrong with me what is going on I talked to my pastor and she said very little but what she did was we had a class and she suggested three chapters in the book that we're studying she suggested those three chapters and the book I started from chapter one but when I got through the two of the chapters it was revelation to me. That's what it was. It was revelation. Each chapter I went to. Each chapter I went to. Each scripture I went to. It was revelation. And it, he was telling me exactly what was wrong with me. Second Reign says. Faint not. For this cause, we faint not. But though our outward man perish, our inward man is renewed day by day. But guess what? It cannot be renewed. It's like working out. It's like working out. You cannot get stronger if you do not work out. You cannot get stronger. Here's what you can do. You can start working out and you can start to get stronger. But if you quit, then your your body digresses back to where it was. Here's another one. For the law of the spirit of life, in there's that little, that little word again, in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm free from that stuff. And, and, and that's the thing that People don't really understand is that once you're in the kingdom, you're free from that stuff. You're free from it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what was going on, but it, it was just my recording just wasn't acting right. But I'm going to keep on going. I, I don't know what what was going on, but let's keep it moving. You know, 1 Corinthians one thirty says this. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us. He's made unto us wisdom and righteousness. And sanctification. And redemption. He's made unto us all of these things. All of these things. And we don't. I mean mean, we're in a culture. Today. That does not. Here's what they don't want to do. They don't want to read. And you can't put that. On anybody. But yourself. If you don't want to read. can't put it on society. You can't put it on white. You can't even put it on the enemy because the enemy is hoping that you don't want to read. But what I'm realizing or understanding is that it's not just about reading. It's about studying. It's about understanding. It's about spending time in the word or in the presence of God. It's about spending. It's about It's about just, just being able to communicate with God and not only just communicate with him, but to hear from him, to pull out your heart to him or just kick it with him and he tell you what you need to know going forward. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. This is the last scripture. I think this is my last scripture. And so the last scripture is John 15. um, Verse 1 all the way to verse... Well, let's do this for Let's just start at John 15. John 15, 1 says, I am the true vine, and my Father... Is the husband husband man? Every branch in me, that little word, it's like a preposition, it, it hooks stuff together. You know, it hooks stuff together. But every branch in me that beareth not fruit, here's what he does: he takes that away. He takes it away. And every branch that beareth fruit. He'll purge it. Which means he'll take care of it. That it may bring forth more fruit. What does that mean? That you're gonna he gonna take care of what you're doing and he's gonna make it better and better and better and better. And this is what he said. That, that, and this is the importance of the word. People do not want to read. Okay, you okay. Reading might put you to sleep. That's not the only way you can get the word. It's not. If you look, I I have, I have, look at this. Look at this. You can listen to the word all day. You can study that way. So there's really, there's really no excuse for saying that you can't study the word. There's no excuse. But people just don't want to read. When I first started reading the Word, I used to fall asleep maybe after two or three scriptures. I can read books in the Bible, and that's not even, that's, that, that doesn't mean anything. Actually, that means nothing at all because you can read all, the, all day long and never understand anything that you read, which means that you'll be in the kingdom. All this time, just reading the Word. It's not about just reading the Word. It's about understanding it. It's about a relationship with God. That's what it's about. And I I, I understood that I had a relationship with God. But guess what? I came home. It's easy to have a relationship with God when you're confined. It's easy. But there's so many distractions and so many stuff in this world that you have to discipline yourself to be in the Word, to get in prayer. And I'm not saying you got to spend 15 and 20 hours, man. The the Bible says that men ought to always pray. What does that actually mean? Men ought to always pray. What that means is that I don't care what time it is. It could be in the morning. It could be during the day. It could be at lunchtime. It could be at dinner time. It could be all of these times. But men ought to always talk to God. Matthew six thirty three says this, seek ye first, 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 the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. That's what he said. So in saying that, what is he saying? He's saying, put me first. Put me first. And I'll give you all of this other stuff. Let me keep going so I can wrap this up. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it. That means he takes care of it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, ye are clean through the word, the word which I have spoken unto you. He's saying, abide in me. That means stay in his word. And he and I abide in you. That means he's in in there. It's like ragu. He's in there. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide. You got to sit there. Abide in me. I am the vine. He said, we are the branches. He that abideth in me, in me, and I in him The same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, we can do nothing. And see, that's the problem right there because we want to do things on our own all the time. And that's what get us in trouble. And then once we get in trouble, then we go to God. And that's not the way. He says, Seek me, seek me, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, which means seek me and my way of doing things. And all these things will be added unto you. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. What does that mean? That that means that you just, you're on the house. You're on the house. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. And see, we get in our minds that, you know, if you ask that it will be done that if you just ask there's a mechanism or there's I think I said in a previous show there's a way there's a way to do these things like prosperity you give And he gives. It ain't just, I mean, we're blessed. We're blessed. But there's a mechanism in giving. He said, Hearing as my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue ye. In my love. In him. If you continue in him. And say, I, I mean, there, there are always opportunities for you to act outside of God's love. There's always opportunities. People get on your nerves. People just act all of ways. And you have to sit there. And love was not lovely. And I get it. I get it. I've seen it. And I've had to shut my mouth and not do anything and to just, just, just humble myself to the situation and not be Poochie, but be Dwayne. He said, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in me, but you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you. That my joy might remain in you. As long as you're connected. To love. You will love. As long as you're connected. To Jesus. You're going to do everything that He. But you have to be connected. You have to be connected. And that's the whole point of the inward man. The inward man. And I'm going to close with a scripture that I read earlier. For this cause, we faint not. We don't give up that connection to do us, you know. Just to do you. You don't give up that connection to do you. Because when you give up that connection to do you. You're putting a pause on a song. But though our outward man perish. Yet the inward man is renewed every day. It's not renewed by itself. It's renewed by what you put into it. Thank you so much for being with me today. And we're going to close out in prayer. Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. Thank you for this word, God. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you for your finished works. Thank you for all that you did for us and all that you made available to us. And everything, Lord God, that you have prepared for us. We thank you that we woke up this morning clothed in our right minds. We thank you, Lord God, that we have roofs over our head, food in our stomachs, clothes on our backs. But Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for your Holy Spirit that leads us, that guides us into the path that you would have us to go, Lord God. We pray for this country. We pray for our leaders. We pray for our churches. We pray for those that are in jails and institutions and drug programs and things of that nature, Lord God. We pray that you set free, that you break chains, that you deliver in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God. As we go on, Lord God, let something that was said today rise up in somebody's spirit to keep them to keep going. To keep fighting. To keep learning. These are all of the blessings we ask in your precious name, God. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.
0: Thank you for tuning in to The Grace Cafe. Join us next week for The Grace Cafe. God bless.
3: out what means, life is worth, not in the books that I find, no, but by searching my mind, I don't condemn, I don't convert, this is a calling, have you heard, hey. bring the lovers to the fold. No